Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's me. Good morning. Last week in Acts, we finished with an assassination plot by 40 men wanting to kill Paul in Jerusalem, but a plot that was foiled by Paul's nephew going to the commander and getting Paul taken out of Jerusalem to get sent to Caesarea, which at the time was the provincial capital of Judea. And he gets sent to Caesarea with this sort of huge security operation to rival the Queen or Donald Trump. Uh, There are with him 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen, 200 spearmen, all there to keep him safe. And in today's passage, what happens is we begin with a description of the letter that the commander, Claudius Lysias, wrote to the governor Felix, who's based in Caesarea, uh, to be taken along with Paul to the governor with that huge security operation. Uh, So we're going to read it now and Joe's going to put it on the screen. And it's Acts 23 and uh, 25 to 35. So uh, let me read it. It says this. Um, He wrote a letter as follows. Claudius Lysias um, to his excellency, Governor Felix, greetings. This man was seized by the Jews and they were about to kill him. But I came with my troops and rescued him for I had learned that he's a Roman citizen. I wanted to know why they were accusing him. So I brought him to their Sanhedrin. I found that the accusation had to do with questions about their law, but there was no charge against him that deserved death or imprisonment. When I was informed of a plot to be carried out against the man, I sent him to you at once. I also ordered his accusers to present to you their case against him. So the soldiers, carrying out their orders, took Paul with um, them during the night and brought him as far as Antipatris. The next day they let the cavalry go on with him while they returned to the barracks. When the cavalry arrived in Caesarea, they delivered the letter to the governor and handed Paul over to him. And the governor read the letter and asked what province he was from. Learning that he was from Cilicia, he said, I will hear your case when your accusers get here. Then he ordered that Paul be kept under guard in Herod's palace. Now, it is quite specific, isn't it? Just sort of narrative of uh, what happened. There may not be huge teaching points in the specifics of those verses, although uh, there is stuff that's personal to me as I read these verses again, because when I was 18, uh, I'd just been a Christian a year. I went with three friends on a three-month sort of cross between a pilgrimage uh, and a Mediterranean backpacker's island hop. If I'm honest, it was closer to a Mediterranean backpacker's island hop than a pilgrimage, but it was a cross between the two. And as as four 18-year-olds, we followed Paul's journey from Jerusalem to Rome that Paul now begins as he leaves Jerusalem for Caesarea. It's a journey that's going to take him all the way to Rome. And age 18, the four of us, we sort of, uh, we got some funding even, and we went as detectives uh, looking at all the all the clues about where and how Paul went on his journey from Jerusalem to Rome. And we travelled via boat, uh, as Paul would have done, via foot, as Paul would have done, also by moped and ferry, which he probably didn't. But um, um, there is a much more important point, though, in terms of um, these, these, this passage than just Jago's gap year travels. Um, think back just for a moment. Joe's going to put it up. Um, think back to the whole purpose of the book of Acts. Uh, the theme verse of the book of Acts is right back in chapter one. And Jesus says this to the first disciples um, right back in Acts one, verse eight. And um, Joe, if you could share that, that'd be wonderful. Uh, chapter one, verse eight uh, says this. Um, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria 
and to the ends of the earth. You see, through the power of the Spirit, the gospel was to go out, if you like, in concentric circles uh, from Jerusalem uh, to Judea and Samaria, and then eventually to the ends of the earth. That's sort of the aim of the whole book of Acts, to go from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth, the gospel. But here we are. Paul's done all sorts of travels throughout Acts. We're in chapter 23 now, but where are we? We're suddenly back in Jerusalem. You know, Paul's been out across Turkey, across Greece, but now he finds himself back in Jerusalem where it all started. He's never actually been to Rome, which is the center of the Roman Empire, the center of the non-Jewish world. And Paul, he's got this desire all the way through to get to Rome. You know, he is the apostle to the Gentiles. Back in chapter 19, uh, we read these words. And again, if Joe, if you want to share the screen, um, he, he says this, and after all this has happened, Paul decided to go to Jerusalem, passing through Macedonia and Achaia, and he said, after I've been there, I must visit Rome also. Or just take it back at uh, next slide to, to Acts 23, verse 11. Uh, earlier in this chapter, chapter 23, Jesus visits Paul um, in some sort of dream or vision. And what, is, uh, what happens? We read, the following night, uh, the Lord stood near Paul and said, take courage, As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. And so here we go. Suddenly, in this passage now, God sovereignly starts the journey of Paul from Jerusalem to Rome. And it happens via the plans of this commander following this attempted assassination on Paul's life. And uh, Joe's going to share a map of, um, we're just talking before uh, HDC Daily started about how I'm a geographer, love my maps. And uh, in this map, you can see uh, the journey that Paul takes uh, from Jerusalem all the way to Rome. So the green line you'll see there uh, starts on the uh, on the right hand of, uh, side of the um, of the map and he goes all the way up from Jerusalem, Caesarea, across to Turkey and then down to Crete, all the way across to Malta and then up through Sicily um, to Rome, that green line. That's the journey I followed uh, as an 18-year-old. And um, um, what we'll see, we'll be looking at this journey, this green line as it were, all the way over the next five weeks uh, up until Christmas. And when we get to the very end of Acts, just before Christmas, Acts 28, uh, what are we going to discover? Joe, if you stick the next slide up, that'd be wonderful. These are the last three verses of the whole um, of the whole of the book of Acts. So the last three verses. Paul's now in Rome. He's got to the end of that green line. And what does it say? It says this. Paul's speaking to the people in Rome. He says, therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles and they will listen. And then it says, for two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house in Rome and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Now that is such fulfillment of what Jesus proclaimed back in chapter one. The gospel has spread from Jerusalem, the center of the Jewish world, through Judea and Samaria to Rome, the center of the non-Jewish world, as it were, the center of the ends of the earth. And that is the big encouragement for us as we go through these last chapters of Acts over the next five weeks in the run up to Christmas. It's narrating a journey of Paul from Jerusalem to Rome, but it is also narrating a journey of the spread of the gospel from the center of the Jewish world to the center of the non-Jewish world. And it's narrating a journey that ripples out to the ends of the earth and it includes each one of you and me as we became part of the kingdom of God too. And I think that is a wonderful reminder for us on a Monday morning in lockdown in COVID times that we can trust that what Jesus Christ says happens. And so when you and I, when we're fearful, flat, frustrated, flummoxed about all that's going on around us in our journey through life, we know that Jesus, we can trust him. Jesus, he will get us to the end of the journey, just as he did with Paul. 
And I think it's also a reminder for us that in these next five weeks, as we read these final chapters of Acts, we can be a continued part of this gospel rippling out to the ends of the earth, perhaps particularly by using the carol services as HCC as a means of inviting more and more people to become a part of the kingdom of God as we are those witnesses to the ends of the earth, even here in South London. Amen. Thank you, Diego. So today we are going to pray with boldness. We're going to pray big prayers because we serve a very big God. We're going to pray for the effective eradication of COVID-19 in the next few months. We're going to pray for God's kingdom to grow exponentially in the next season. We're going to pray for more opportunities for us to share the gospel with friends, family and those around us, particularly around this Christmas time. We're going to pray that churches reopen on the 3rd of December and all the Christmas services are allowed to happen in person. And we're praying for our leaders to make wise decisions in line with his will for our country. Thank you for listening to HTC Daily.